Welcome to Practically a Fabring, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidis. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. Welcome back. Episode 55. Really amazing. Uh, so we're coming to the close of Parak Yud Beis, and that's really exciting. And of course, Mayor did an awesome job. I'm really excited for you to hear this. But first, before we get there, do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, and give us a five-star plus review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, and share us with your friends. Let us know, let everyone know that we're here, and uh, share this fun, remarkable projects by bringing in with whoever would benefit from it. If you want to reach us, you can connect at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org. It's a new email address. Uh, so you can email us there and pass the word on to Mayor. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Okay. As I said, it's a great episode. The culmination of Parakeet Base. Here it is. Whew. Practically if I bring in, welcome back. We are deep in Parakeet Base, the Bainini, uh, the guts, as we said last time. Of, T- of Tanya. And we've been talking about this kind of journey that the Benini takes between the moments when he's in tefillah, when he's in prayer, when he's in an elevated state, and then those moments where he steps away from that. And then in the last episode, we were talking about the way in which, even though uh, the Benini is in a place where it's ki'ilu lo hispalo klal, as if he didn't daven at all, meaning there's a real, emotionally speaking, in his midos, there's a step away from that expansive mindfulness that he had when he was in davening and learning, et cetera, et cetera. But nonetheless, there's a tremendous impression that's made upon him that helps him and gives him strength to be able to face the challenges and really transforms his experience of this world because those negative things that even though he has a desire for them, even though there's a part of him that's kind of still desires negativity in a, you know, theoretically dysfunctional way, maybe you could call it, but not to pathologize everything, right? But it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not sensical. It's nonsensical that he wants those things, but he doesn't really, meaning, or maybe the frame is like this, he desires them, but he doesn't want them because he's tasted from something way different. I mean, he's tasted tefillah, he's tasted God connectedness, and he, that's what he really wants, even though sometimes his heart desires other things, right? So there's a, there's a separation that occurs and there's this transitionary phase that occurs. But part of what that brings up for us is, okay, but that sounds exhausting. Like, why did Hashem make it that way? Or like, what's the function of that? Does the other Rebbe give us any like insight into why it is that we're supposed to be in this, you know, rutz v'shav kind of up and down (laughs) roller coaster of a spiritual journey? Why don't it make it easier? Not like the old roller coasters go up and down. It's like the new ones that have like 360s. Exactly. (laughs) That's like that story you were telling last time. The Alter Rebbe gave us like roller coasters upside down. Like, <laughs> it was where they actually go in a basement and under and in water. Right, exactly. What's interesting is that in Tanya, he starts, he says, to, to go further, he goes, So he moves the conversation that it's not just about um, between man and God, which was the conversation we mostly had, right. but between man and man. It's interesting that mm. the Alter Rebbe's first students, including his son, they had once this great debate. They were all geniuses. They were all there, and they were fin- and they were just debating between each other. What's what takes precedence? Obviously, it's just two mitzvahs: is Avas Hashem and there's Avas Yisrael. Now, in everything, there's one, and then one leads to the other. 
So which, is, which one takes precedence? Is it Avis Yisrael, is it Avis Hashem first, and then therefore you have Avis Yisrael, or is it Avis Yisrael and then Avis Hashem? Mm -hmm. And they couldn't, they couldn't come to a conclusion, so they went to the Balatani, they went to Alter Rebbe, and they asked him, and he said, Avis Yisrael. And the reason is, is because in, in Avis Yisrael you have both. You love what, the, what your loved one loves. There's no greater loving somebody then whatever that person loves, you love. So therefore, you get both of them in one. What I understood from there is that many times, or all the times, if we want to really understand God, we have to better understand the relationship we have with people and the way we look at people. And with that, Debishta made that derech, with that, we create the right pathway to get to a level of Avas Hashem correctly too. So over here he says, when a person between one person and the other one. So he goes, right when it when it enters his mind, any issue, and it's very interesting what he says over here. Any object, any you know, you have an issue with somebody, anger, or then he goes, maybe the guy did something bad, he doesn't, or you did something. He doesn't say, it doesn't specify, not important, but it's a bad emotion. Or you're jealous, which really is all in your all in your in your court, because it's jealousy. Or anger, again, we're not sure which side it's on. Or some or anything like that. So the second it comes into your head, he says, like everything else, you have to you have to learn how to push that out. But even more so, he says, and this is a very powerful part of Tanya. Last is a hippochmamish to do the opposite. to actually act with, to do with your friend or this whoever this other person is in the middle of chesed. And a chiba yisayu with extra love until the opposite song, until the opposite. And then he says, for example, like Yosef HaTzadik. So what, why Yosef HaTzadik? Because arguably Yosef was mistreated worse than anybody on the planet. He's a brother and he didn't do anything to them. And they sold him to ISIS, basically. <laughs> The caravan of Arab merchants, they don't know who he was, where they're going, they had no idea anything. They sold him as a slave. Imagine just a, a, a just, it, it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable the, the predicament that they put him in. They first put him in a pit with snakes and scorpions, and somehow he miraculously survived. That itself, he should not have survived. And then they sold him as a slave. And then years later, they meet up again. Now, there is no argument under the sun that can make these boys right. What'd you do, what'd you do to me? Right. What'd you do to me? And what, does he, what does he do to them? He actually treats them. He gives them the best land, the best place. He sets them up for uh, the, greatest, they, they had, the greatest time of their life. The best. He set them up for, the, for everything on top. When he, first, when he first meets them, he tells them, you, got, you guys thought bad for me, but God had a good had a plan. And Lumichia Shulchani here. Adabish has sent me here to bring, to, to bring life to everybody. And that's why I'm here. And that's what it's alluded over here, what's happening over here. The Alter Rebbe, he, he's going to discuss this subject way later in a different part of Tanya, in the Geras HaKedosh, in more detail. He's basically saying that it's very, very important for whoever, including the Benini, obviously anybody, 
is how we how we how we frame things, how we look at things. And over here, he didn't look at it as just the act that was doing to, to him, but he's looking at it from God's pers- from a from a godlike, from a spiritual point of view, that everything can, comes from God. And therefore, everything that happens to me happens for a reason. And the issues of why this person did whatever they did, that's not my issue. My issue is what happened to me, and that happened from a bigger, from a bigger place. There's a, mitzvah, there's a mitzvah of machsa shekel that everybody has to give to be paid to redeem, either in when there's a firstborn or anybody in the base. Amigdosh had to give a machsa shekel. Then, so there are a number of reasons. One of the main reasons of Machsa Shekel is, is to atone. The brothers have to atone for what they did for Yosef, that they did this tremendous act. They sold him for 20 silver coins, divided by 10. It's two silver coins. That's the two silver coins is a Machsa Shekel, as you have to give. So the Mara says, one minute here. I want to give 10. So he goes, okay, Binyamin doesn't count because Binyamin was not there and his good brother. And yes, it doesn't count, so that's 10. But, <clears throat> so the Gemara says, but Reuven was not there when they sold him, as the Chumash says. Right. So there's only nine. <clears throat> so there are two answers. One answer is that Reuven would agree if he was there, he would come back and he would agree to what, what they did. And there's a, a more fascinating answer is that Yosef is counted as the ten. How's Yosef counted? They did this to him, <laughs> and and it's expl- and there elaborates on it is Yosef saw that even though you know, they're hurting him, they're doing something to him. He saw his guilt. He saw his guilt in pushing their buttons, and therefore, indirectly, concurred with them to a certain degree of what, how this scenario went out of control oh, wow. and took on responsibility for that. So you're, talking, you're not talking about later on in the story? No, you're talking right about, away. Right away. Right away. Wow. He took on, and therefore he's counted as number 10. And this way he also has to do machsa shekel. Mm. So even though it was done to him, he's part of, he, he, he sees his guilt. There ever elaborates on the importance of how strong obviously Israel is, is that when you, that no matter what happens, you always see the situation as your equal. Like many times there explains that stalker is not charity, it's called righteousness. Because you are giving the person what he deserves. It's his money. So indirectly, you're holding back something that belongs to him. You have guilt in this situation. Therefore, it's always, it's always, it's, it's a synergy that, that people have with each other. Obviously, it's in a way that's, that's inexplicable. Point is over here in Tanya is that when, when he went with that mindset, that we're all in this, to get, we're all in this together and that everything happens with God's plan and he goes to Mitzrayim and he becomes successful and he sees how he can save his family. And when he sees the, his family again, he doesn't deal with the fact that they're guilty. That's something they need to deal with. He has to deal, he's dealing with the relationship. And he's saying, and he's seeing how in everything, the challenges that we're having, it's the that this challenge is here, 
even though I was sold and I had terrible years and I was in jail and I almost got killed God knows how many times and I barely survived, all those challenges was to come to this point where, I, where I'm able to save the family and, and basically creating the Jewish nation. It's all... The Tilum says, "No, you could say Yosef. We're all like this. The, the Yosef is our shepherd. He, like he made us. He made us. He set it all up for us. Yosef takes an amazing stance in, in, in Judaism. Same thing over here. Going back in Tanya, these challenges that we're having, selling, selling to ISIS, being this taiva, that taiva, kilomichyasholchani." There's a, there's a purposefulness in this whole thing. It's to go to get new territory, to bring a new level of Yiddishkeit and Judaism and consciousness and happiness and productivity in a level that we never, it was never foreseen before. Mm. And that's why we're shocked. Just like everybody, they were shocked. How could Yosef, how's Yosef taking this? How is he taking this? He's like, if I didn't, if I didn't get challenged by you, I would be a little shepherd in, in Canaan. Having, what do I have, 20 sheep? I'll be taken care of. Well, well, you, you, you guys made me. You made me. I'm going to be angry at you. You made me. If not for these challenges, I would never have. I would never be who I am today. And you wouldn't have what you have today. So the same thing over here, Ben Adam Adam. When someone does something to us, the Alter Rebbe wants us to look at it and say the same way that Yosef knew to have the mindset. First of all, take responsibility for whatever you are in that particular guilt thing, and more important, understand that He made this situation is here to introduce to bring us to a new level, new stage where everything is different, mm. and they, and 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 therefore, and, and same thing with all our personal challenges and challenges of God. It's not because we, we need to go on a roller coaster because we're not going anywhere. It's, it's not a roller coaster. It's actually, it's a way going up. It's the only way it's, the way, it's the rightest way to fix all the negatives in our lives and bring us to the place that we really should and we're going to be. Wow, 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 wow. Really awesome. That's great. What a beautiful idea. I had no idea where you were going. And you just tied it up. Wow, it's amazing. Okay, so we started off with a question, which is like, why why do we have this roller coaster? Why do we have this up and down? And you kind of directed then our attention away from that, which is cool. Very Rebbe, very Rebbe-like, just to say. I mean, not Rebbe-like. I mean, like like the Rebbe would do, right? Like the Alter Rebbe would do. Direct our attention away towards a separate question, which is that the, the Alter Rebbe is in the midst of talking about davening and learning, avoda ben adam lamakom, right? What we normally call avoda that a person does between them and God. And then he ends off the chapter by redirecting us back to the fact that the Bani not only is involved in all sorts of elevated work as relates of um, avoda ben adam lamakom, but rather even in his ben adam lechavero, even in his, in, his, uh, in his relationship with other people, he is also exhibiting this level of mastery and this level of bittel, this level of surrender and acceptance, and, and he's directing his attention away when someone hurts him. Not only is does he not respond in negativity when he feels emotion, anger, anger emotions. He's not a tzaddik, so he feels angry. He's not above jealousy. He feels jealousy. He experiences jealousy, but then he directs his attention away, and the way in which he directs his attention away is not only doing not doing the thing, but even going in the opposite extreme. He forces himself into that opposite extreme to be loving and kind. And, and so, so without posing the question directly, 
right? You brought up a really powerful question. Well, why is he going here? It seems to be a distraction from really where we were earlier in the chapter. Not that Ben Adam Lechavero is not an important thing, right? But why throw this in here at the end? And then even more so, the fact that later on, he doesn't seem to return to that. He, you know, he doesn't come back to Ben Adam Lechavero maybe until much later in the Sefer, Lamed Bey's maybe. Like, he's not, why bring this up here, right? So the answer that you gave to that is, well, so then you talked about that story about the Alter Rebbe and his sons and the, Hasid, the close Hasidim, and they were trying to evaluate this idea, conceptual idea, conceptually what's more important, Ahavaz Yisrael or Ahavaz Hashem. And the answer that the Alter Rebbe gave is that, no, 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 your relationship with others is inherently intertwined with your relationship with God. They're one in, they're one in the same, and that, in fact, the way in which you can evaluate or experience the progress that you're making is the way in which you treat other people, right? The journey towards a relationship with God is through your relationships and attachments with other people and your relationships and attachments with other people are a microcosm of your, this broader relationship with God you have. Okay, that's a wonderful idea, but then the Alter Rebbe throws in a different piece with this Yosef HaTzadik, right? And he's, and beautiful ideas of the Yosef HaTzadik. I'm going to repeat all of it because it's not necessary, but but the way in which Yosef HaTzadik elevated his mindset above his own personal experience, both in the way the Rebbe is explaining the Gemara, right? In that moment when the brothers were selling him, to be able to like not just think about himself, but to even think, to look for the positive in their brother, in the brothers, right? To the degree that he becomes culpable for part of the Machsas HaShekel, which is the whole thing is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> and then beautiful, it's a beautiful idea. It's really beautiful. And, and then, but also later on, when the brothers are in that needy space, instead of like what... A, a, a more base person would do. Yosef Atzadik goes in the opposite direction. He becomes the caretaker for the Jewish people. And even after Yaakov Avinu passes and the brothers are nervous that he's going to, you know, he's going to mistreat them. And Yosef Atzadik starts to cry. And he says, well, you, what are you, like, don't, why, why are you accusing me of this? Right? So all this is in the opposite extreme. So the question that that brings, okay, so, okay, very nice. It's a very nice part. Very nice. Very sweet. Why here? Why is the Alter Rebbe bringing up this Yosef Atzadik component in this discussion? Okay, on top of the fact that he's bringing up the Ben Adam Lechavero, right? Why the Yosef Atzadik? So the answer that you're giving is that the Alter Rebbe is alluding to us this perspective and idea that, yes, it's a roller coaster, or it feels like a roller coaster, right? And that you're going to feel that way. And I totally get it. It's like a very... In, in the earlier phases of this podcast, we talked about the way in which learning Tanya is a fabrengen with the Alter Rebbe. And this is one of those moments where it feels like the Alter Rebbe is here and he's saying like, you're right, I, I know it feels like a roller coaster, but I, I promise you there's a reason. Right? I promise there's a function and there's a reason. And if you like think about it more clearly, like you'll see a little bit your part in it. And even though it seems topsy-turvy, but it all makes sense and it's all for good reason. In the same way that Yosef Atzadik was able to see the story right? And this plays out, right? Very, very, very powerful. Right? I wonder if this will come around Purim, because it's a very similar theme to Purim, because it's very, very similar, this idea that, like, in the, within the trappings of the narrative of our lives is God kind of moving us along the way in, right. in exactly the way it's supposed to be, right? So there's a tremendous validation, which is what makes it like a fabrengen. It's like he's giving us a hug and saying, I know, it's a, I know, I know. It feels like you're going upside down and up and down and in, into the basement and back up and you feel like you're going to vomit. And it's scary and scary and scary and you feel anxious, but this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Just trust me. Just ride the, ride the wave and enjoy the journey and it's going to be amazing and I'm right here with you, right? That's what Hashem's saying to us. That's what the Alter Rebbe is alluding to us with the story of Yosef Atzabi. Wow, beautiful. That's amazing. Really.
Chaim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much, man.